Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, Big Z here. And on this podcast, we are going to break down the draft for you. The draft's coming up in a week. Are you pumped? I know we are. Also, we're going to break down the Snacks Harrison situation in his interview and also go over some trade scenarios that we uh, react to, Um, some possible trade scenarios for that third overall pick. A lot of trade scenarios out there, a lot of stuff being thrown out there. So you get a reaction to that. We want to thank everybody for listening. The draft is coming up soon. It's all we got to look forward to these days. Can't wait. Now, it's time for the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast made by lifelong Lions fans, UJ. I've been really drinking a lot of Kool-Aid tonight. Special brand of Kool-Aid called Weller. Bob. It's hard to find the losses here. Stafford, <laughs> regular season MVP. Rudd Dog. We're going to just be that team that yeah. just can flow like water and adapt to any team. The new dynasty is born. And Connor. It's got to be Stafford. Now with the two tight end sets that I'm so excited about, I see it all clicking. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. Forward down the field. One pride. Get your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. All right, blue Kool-Aid drinkers. We are back. It is April 14th. We are recording this at 9.38 p.m. The draft, just days away, a little over a week. It starts on April 23rd, and we're going to have some draft coverage Leading up to it, uh, what we're going to be doing on this podcast, first we're going to talk about Snacks Harrison, uh, then we'll break down some trade scenarios at the number three pick that we, uh, you know, any it could go anywhere, and then we will focus on the defensive side of the ball and the draft here. But first, we got Rudd Dog, we got Connor, and we got UJ hey. on the hey. line, and we are ready to talk um, some... Lions football, and we're going to be drinking the blue Kool-Aid especially hard all oh, the yeah. way to the Super Bowl, baby. But first, I want to talk about a guy that set off a bit of controversy this week. Uh, really, really got Lions Twitter all up in arms with his comments, and I think rightfully so, at least in my opinion. I'm talking about Snacks Harrison. Um, the The headline is that he was hell-bent on getting out of Detroit when he found out that he was getting traded there at first. Didn't talk to Bob Quinn uh, for several hours, even though Bob Quinn was reaching out to him to tell him, like, uh, welcome him to the team and things of that nature. Because apparently he said he didn't hear uh, good things from other players or something of that nature about what was going on in Detroit. This is Patricia's first year. And then even after his first season with Detroit, where he was successful, uh, he was trying to get traded in that offseason uh, unsuccessfully and uh, end up getting an extension, which uh, I don't quite comprehend. Yeah, the, the timeline is very strange on. there. Yeah. It doesn't really quite jive. So I was going to throw it out to you, crew, uh, and and just uh, maybe get your opinion on what do you think of this Snacks Harrison thing? Because I think 
it looks it looks really bad for him. All the head, he, he was trying to spin on Twitter that like, what do you mean it looked bad? I was just saying, you know, like I want to get out. Like it, it didn't work type thing. But he still said good things about yeah. Patricia. I don't know. It was yeah. weird. It was weird. I, I think it's because it's before he even got there is why it looks so bad. Like. I guess this had happened like towards the end, and like he was desperate. Like that's one thing, but I think the before that just seems unprofessional. is the, I think the before is almost the more forgivable part, like or the more understandable part. Like he heard things, he heard some gossip, and didn't want to go there. But then he got there, was extremely successful for a year, got an extension, and then still was trying to force his way off the team. I don't know. There's something uh, that's weird to me. Like the fact that he got an extension. I think we should change his nickname to uh, Turds Harrison because that's about what he was last year for us anyway. So, but in the in this uh, podcast with Chris Long, this is where he uh, you know came out with all these quotes. This is my favorite. I think I came in the camp this year in shape, but during the first three three weeks of camp, I think I kind of worked myself out of shape because I wasn't doing anything. What? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Unreal. Yeah. So he well, I think Snack was needing some Twinkies or something. His brain wasn't working right during think, that interview. I think he needed to cut, lay off the Twinkies. I mean, that, I mean, the the word on the street was that he was uh, he didn't show up to a lot of the workouts and things of that nature because he's looking over his kids and and while well, his wife was pregnant, but also you know he's probably more likely holding out for that extension. Didn't come to camp into shape. Got only off the pup list the week before the season started. Right. And Kyler Murray, a rookie. Was making fun of him for his uh, his laziness on the field and uh, uh, unconditioning. I mean, in his defense, round is a shape, and he was rotund. So, <laughs> uh, another thing that he said in this interview, well, which I found more interesting, uh, and maybe this would require going back to the film a little bit in terms of, he said it was never a good scheme fit in Detroit, which is also hard to believe because he was successful for that first season and then the second season not so much. But uh, he talked about. Patricia trying to play him in a three technique more, which is a shade outside the guard where, and he thinks he's more successful as a zero where you're like lined up straight over the center. Uh, because when he played the three, there's more space between you and the guard compared to you just being head up over the center. You get a lot more double teams. I mean, he's definitely not a, a first step guy. He's just a a big boy that clogs up poles. That's Mm -hmm. what, that's what his, uh, MO is. Yeah. And I'm, I, I was wondering if you guys thought that lent any credence or is he just trying to make an excuse? <laughs> uh, there might be something to that, you know. I mean, I imagine a guy like that uh, working a three technique the way he's saying it would it'd probably wear him out quicker. You know, when he's used to playing straight up on a guy where you're hitting him immediately. I, I could see for a guy like that it could affect him, but there could be something to that. I mean, yeah, maybe he didn't like the scheme fit, but I don't know. The whole thing is is suspicious. It's strange. It just doesn't quite all add up. It's hard to say really what he was really thinking. You can tell what he just, wants us to think, but it's weird. All these stories we have of these players like desperate to get out of Detroit, though. It's like I, I don't remember this ever being an issue like before. I don't know. I'm not saying this correlation, but it's just weird the number of them. It I is. just think the important thing out of this is that he said Patricia's not a problem. He liked Patricia and all that stuff. Just in the immediate future of what's going on right now, I think that's important. Just that people are on board with Patricia because they have to be right now or, <laughs> or we're in trouble. So. True. 
thought I thought that was kind of the good thing that came out of that interview. I don't know. I see all these players that are going. I've I've taken an ill view. It's well noted at this point how I felt about moving on from Tate. I think Tate was probably the least of them all, but moving on from Diggs and Slay. I guess Slay and Diggs did an Instagram live recently and talked about how they would purposely not pay attention in meetings and stuff. And like, I th- I feel like this is like what we're seeing is as a change the change of culture in full swing and getting rid of anyone who's not buying in. I'm sorry, I'm, I, I, that's what I'm starting to think. And I don't think I don't think Snacks really wanted in anymore, and so they moved on from him. I think. Uh, we're, I think we're really going to see the first year where Patricia has his guys on his team. There's not really any more hangovers besides Stafford, uh, Prater, and Mulbach before the, he got here. So I think yeah. this is the chance to really see, you know, guys who are all in on what Patricia wants. This culture change, for sure, for sure. Um, so let's move on to the next segment now, and that is uh, the NFL draft, and more particularly. That number three pick that the Lions have. Now, the Lions and all these NFL Mac drafts that we've seen are truly the wild card. Now, a lot of teams have been giving them, or a lot of Mac drafters have been giving them Jeffrey Akuda, but a lot of them say they think the Lions are going to trade um, this pick. And I wanted to go over some trade scenarios here and uh, kind of get your, kind of get our reactions to what has been thrown out there. Now, I wanted to go ESPN, but I think Dave Burkett actually threw out a, an article that had more realistic trade options and made me think twice about eh, maybe like that that type of thing. So I'm going to go over a few trade scenarios here and get your guys' opinions on whether you think it's worthy or uh, – well, I guess before I start this, if number th- at number three, if Chase Young is available, is there any scenario where we see us trading back or is it Chase Young all the way? Chase Young all the way. I don't see a situation where they're going to take him. Chase Young all the way. I agree. I agree. Okay, just making sure. Okay, so scenario number one, Miami, the the most – well, there's two teams, Miami and the Chargers, that have been most uh, mocked to trading up for that number three pick to get Tua. Um, But the Dolphins traded their number five and number 26 pick in this year's draft, and the fifth overall pick, which is pick number 154. And the Lions uh, give up their number three and a fourth rounder. Is that a scenario where you see the Lions possibly accepting a deal? Again, that's a number five, number 26, and number 154, and the Lions give back number three and 109th pick. To me, that's the most likely scenario, something along those lines. We get that fifth pick to move back on the two spots and get another first rounder. To me, that's that's yeah. maybe like the only possibility. If we don't end up with two first rounders, I almost don't even see it happening. What if it's a first rounder next year instead of this year? Mm. Would that be okay? Mm. Um, I can see that. That'd be interesting. Interesting, be. but there'd have to be another high, decently high pick this year too, like a second rounder then in play. Yeah, uh, the, the I mean the Dolphins have a lot of those Patriots connections, uh, so th- they do seem like the most likely trade partner because the Dolphins also have 14 draft picks this year. They have a lot of draft picks yeah, to give up, where they, as a team, don't think they're going to be giving up that much uh, to move up for a possible franchise quarterback. It's impossible to tell what they think of Tua or even Justin Herbert. His name is floated out there as a possible high pick again. Uh, yeah. As we get closer to draft, these these rumors get crazy. Um, but the yeah. second draft scenario is the Chargers, and this is the other team that's been really frequently uh, mocked to trade with the Lions. Um, in this scenario, the Chargers give up a their sixth overall pick, their second-round pick, which is number 37, and then next year's first-round pick, 
2021, and the Ooh. Lions give up their number three only. That one's intriguing to me as well. Very intriguing too. That's not yeah, bad. That's, that's not a bad offer. That's terrible. And uh, I mean, the the Chargers will probably have a mid round, first round pick next year. I would say just because uh, I would expect them to be a pretty decent team. It, it would be it would be interesting to see uh, the Lions do this deal because number five, number six, you're most likely still going to get a top defensive player. True. I think you're most likely still going to get Okuda. If that's who they really want, Simmons. I mean, if they trade the five or six, I think they still yeah. get a Cuda. You know, Cuda they... or Simmons will be available. Not both of them, but one of them. I don't know if Simmons will be there at six. I honestly, it'll don't. be t- no. it'll be. I could see close. the Giants taking Simmons. I could do. I could all see the Giants taking any of the top offensive linemen. I could almost see the Lions sitting pat at three and you taking think the Simmons. Giants will take offensive linemen. At, I don't know. Tristan Wirfs. Have you seen the Giants' offensive line? It's terrible. Now, Tristan Wirfs might be worth that high pick, maybe. But uh, there aren't too many this year. Yeah, I feel like this is a top-heavy defensive draft. For sure, for sure. I feel like you have to go defense if you're top five pick. Yeah. Absolutely. Unless you're going for a quarterback, of course. Um, I mean, that, that's a tough one. But I, I actually, I think the Chargers are maybe more likely team to trade up just because they're moving into a new stadium in L.A., they're desperately trying to sell tickets. They need a, a face of the franchise. They don't really have one, especially after trading Phillip Rivers. Uh, I could totally see them overpaying even more than what we're talking about right yeah. now with this draft. Who's uh, slated to, to start from Miami this year? Uh, my, Miami is Fitzpatrick, but L.A. Chargers is Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, neither of those are overpaying. Hey, you know what? I like the idea of a first-round pick next year, too, because the Chargers are probably going to be horrible. Yeah, with a, with a back. <laughs> the chart. The Chargers that, have a legit, legit, de- like a top five defense potentially. They do have a good defense, defense, but uh, so I, I don't it's think is like, a top five pick probably. But no matter, no matter what the Chargers do, though, you know they're going to leave LA in ten years because like no one's yeah. going to go to their games. They'll be the. They're going to be the London first London team. <laughs> I can see it. All right, so here's um uh, a, a common team as well that's been uh. Uh, linked with the Lions a little bit is the Jaguars, and that's because they have two first-round picks as well. In this scenario, the Jaguars go with the number nine and number twentieth pick overall in this draft for the Lions, number three. I feel like I need to see one more thing in there, but I definitely like the that those two picks. Getting two first-rounders is nice. Yeah, two yeah, top nice, twenty yeah. first-rounders <laughs> too. Number nine definitely takes us out of those. Elite defensive prospect. Then you're talking more like uh, Davis or uh, Brown, Derek Brown, or Kinlaw, Kinlaw, something like that. Kinlaw, yeah. Which I wouldn't hate. Yeah, you're still gonna get a hell of a player, you know. I mean, that'd be one of those few elites, but or or Jerry Judy. (laughs) Jerry Judy. That Um, dude can fly. (laughs) I wouldn't mind a speedster wide receiver. And then one more that was thrown out um, there uh, was the Las Vegas Raiders. God only knows what the Raiders want to do on a yearly basis. Uh, they are always a wild card, that franchise. And this hypothetical offer, they gave up the number 12, the number 19, and number 80th pick for the number three. That is also kind of intriguing. <laughs> it is. It's intriguing. Wait, repeat that, Z. The, the Raiders give up their number 12, number 19, and number 80th pick overall in exchange for number three. Ooh, yeah, that's, that's intriguing. So yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, you missed some tough. premier talent, but like now you're du- you're double dipping in like the the higher end of the talent pool. Still, I mean, it's 
Let him give us like what tempting. six players in the top eighty-five or something. Yeah, right. it, it would be wild. <laughs> I mean, considering I the shit show is drafting is, it's that is that would be pretty pretty That's awesome pretty to have that kind of picks. And the Lions oh, yeah, always talk good. about the depth that they need. So, all right, yeah. let's focus now on the main topic of this podcast, and that is um, what we think or the targets for in the first three rounds. So, what we're what we're gonna do? Is we're gonna go for the first three rounds, give our defensive targets. So any defensive player and who who we could possibly target, most likely, realistically, in the first, second, and third round, and then throw out um, some fun ones there in the fourth through the seventh round. And again, just a reminder: the Lions are the third overall pick, the third pick in the second round, the third pick in the third round, the twenty-first pick in the third round, the third overall pick in the fourth round, the third overall pick in the fifth round, the twenty-first overall pick in the fifth round. Third overall pick in the sixth round and the twenty-first overall pick in the seventh round. So that that is their draft capital that they have to work with. Um, so I and I think we've talked about Okuda and Simmons a lot. I, I was I, I was hoping that maybe we could stay away from those Come two on. and focus Just on some more? other players here. Just a little more. Chase <laughs> Young. Uh, well, yeah, right. We. Uh, so those three, I guess those three. But you mean for the third pick, see? for any pick in the first round. Yeah. So in this scenario, I mean, we we've we've gone over those three right as our, our third overall pick. Let's. I want to pretend in this scenario, we trade back to that nine through fifteen range. Who is a possible first round target for the Lions on the defensive side of the ball? Javon Kinlaw. Yeah, Kinlaw would be my first my first thought. Yeah. I heard he was going to yeah. go somewhere in the twenties. I don't know; that could be wrong, but I feel yeah. like at nine we're not taking Kinlaw. Maybe at fifteen, though. Uh, that's pretty. I could see nine. Him being so, there. Yeah, I could see nine. So Kinlaw, six foot six, three hundred pounds, interior guy out of South Carolina, seven sacks last year. Um, just crush it at the combine as well. Uh, th- I mean, this guy is. This guy's legit. And uh, there's another thing about him that I wanted to bring up. I, I knew we were going to bring this name up, so I just want uh, Daniel Jeremiah, Moving the Sticks podcast, recommended to people. I, I think I've recommended on here before, highly recommended. But uh, he did an interview on there. Some of, I found out about him, and some that made me think, this guy could fit in a Detroit Lion uniform for sure, especially Patricia. Um, this guy grew up homeless. Uh, d- word on the street is he's just a hard-nosed guy, puts his head down, does his job on the field to the best of his ability, high motor. That seems like the kind of character that you want in the locker room for Detroit. So if we do fall in that range, that's the kind of character guy I would like to see in the locker room. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, do you think Derek Brown is possibly falls that far? To nine, I could see it. Do you think so? It could happen. I mean, Absolutely. It could. Because he's another choice. If he fell that far, you, you couldn't. I don't think you could pass on him, to be honest with you. He's about the same size, too, like 6'6", six, 6'5". Six, six, very similar, yeah. A little heavier. Slightly yeah. heavier, yeah. He's pretty strong in the double teams. I mean, yeah, he'd be nice. uh he'd be a very disruptive tackle. I think he's like uh he he reminds me sort of like a Sean Rogers light, one of those kinda massive yeah. D tackles. He's not as big as Sean Rogers, but he's one of those massive D tackles who can still move really well despite that massive size. Yeah, six five. He'd really help our pass rush. 326. Five sacks each year the last three years in the SEC. Um, If you interview through a lot of these interviews at the combine, word was, uh, you know, a lot of these guys like to ask 
other players who was the best player you played against. And a lot of those SEC guys said Derek Brown. So I think yeah. that's that speaks a lot, especially the offensive linemen were saying it a lot. I like to hear that. And even some of the quarterbacks, they noticed it. The, the only problem with Derek Brown and why he, uh, he's fallen down a little bit is that his combine wasn't uh, yeah, up impress. to what people were expecting considering the, the uh, elite tape that he showed. Uh, 5 one right. six, 40, 4 7 9, 20-yard shuttle, 8 2, two three cone drill. 27 inch vertical all all below kind all these things were lower than expected yeah he was expected they were saying he was expected to run around a 495 in the 40 but missed it by what two tenths of a second pretty yeah. Much. yeah i mean 516 is not impressive really but it's also not terrible for a guy that size and when you're talking about 40 times for nose tackles that's not the most important thing but you still would have liked to see him do better but either one of these guys, uh, what, what our D-line needs is a push up the middle, and these two guys will provide it for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. And I, and I think at the nine position, we have a chance of getting one of these guys. I mean, and, yeah, they'll add to the pass rush, but they'll also shore up that run D, which, you know, we prioritize. And that would yeah. be – we need that. We got Danny Shelton, but he's he hasn't really become – he hasn't proven himself to be anything elite or anything close to elite in the NFL yet, so – for sure. Um, is there any other realistic uh, defenseman that we could target here in the first round if we trade back? The other cornerback, uh, we haven't really talked about him a lot, is C.J. Henderson out of Florida, 6'1", yeah. 204. He's been consistently thrown out there as the second-best cornerback prospect in this draft. Is it likely we get him? Probably not, but I just wanted to throw out his name. Um, well, I mean, I don't know. Cornerback, uh, <laughs> yeah, I could see it possibly. I've seen some people say that he's not a good fit for the Lions scheme. I don't know why, but he's a good player. Yeah. Um, um, I think he's more of a zone guy, and the Lions don't play a lot of zone. Yeah, right. That's true. So I think I think that's why uh, they have said he has not been as, as good of a fit, per se. Uh, but we we can move on to the uh, second round prospects here because I think that's where it gets a little more interesting, a little more wide ranging of the possibilities here for the Lions. Well, I have one other guy uh, for the first round that if depending on how far back we trade uh, from Oklahoma. Oh, uh, Kenneth Murray. Kenneth Murray. I think he would be a legit target if we get in like to the twenty range. Like say we get that Dolphins trade and it was twenty sixth pick, right? Uh, I could definitely yeah. see him being a late first round type guy because he was an animal at Oklahoma, all over the field, high, good athletic. Like I think he ran a four five six, good size linebacker, just an animal. Uh, got thrown out of that bowl game against uh, freaking uh, LSU, which bullcrap. And he after he went off the field, LSU just took over and it was all downhill from there. So, uh, I mean, not that they were going to win anyway, but he definitely was holding back the tide a little bit. So, I don't know. I would yeah, be Jeff, pretty excited. After you guy. talked about him yesterday, I, I looked into that, and uh, I was looking into him more, and I, I really liked that pick uh, in the first round, later in the first round. That guy is a stud, man. Yeah. He, he's a beast on the field. I get so. the sense he could be the uh, guy that we expected Jared Davis to be in, originally. Like similar physical attributes, but I think he seems he might be a little bit more instinctual potentially. I, I, I mean, or he'll turn out like another Jared Davis. Who freaking knows? But uh, I definitely like the look of that guy. Put him next to Tavai on the inside. I 
that could be an awesome combo potentially. Yeah, and I, I think Rudd Dog, I think I've talked to this before about my opinion of Kenneth Murray is that it would it would be an okay pick. I wouldn't be thrilled by it though. Um what I've read and heard is Kenneth Murray, really good athlete, um, but not a guy that has the propensity to take over a game, get a lot of tackles for losses. He's around the ball a lot, but he's usually not in the backfield or making kind of the big play for the a team where there's a guy, uh, and maybe I'm transitioning to the second round here a little bit, uh, a guy like Zach Bond that I really like, who maybe isn't as consistent as Kenneth Murray, especially in the stat sheet, but a guy that could or is a lot more disruptive, kind of like Kyle Van Noy was in college, where he was a lot more disruptive, a lot more turnovers, a lot, a lot bigger bigger play potential True. than what Kenneth Murray could do. And that's as, why I'm not as high on Kenneth Murray. I, I counterpoint to that though, Big Z's. I think a little bit about how each was used. Like Kenneth Murray was, a, I think I believe he was a true Mike on a four three type defense, and whereas Bond was used off the edge a lot as a rusher, he got the opportunities to blitz a lot a bit more. Like some people are seeing him as an edge guy coming out in the draft, despite being slightly undersized for the NFL at that position. But I, I don't. I mean. Sometimes these things, a lot of it goes to how they're used, and but uh, I see what you're saying. I don't know. I still like Murray, but yeah. So I mean, let's let's talk about Zach Bond a little bit in transition to second round and second round targets for the Lions, uh, at least on the defensive side of the ball. And I just want to start with my 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 favorite prospect in this draft uh, as far as like a possible steal in the second round. That's Zach Bond, six two, two thirty eight, out of Wisconsin, thirteen sacks last year. And UJ, I think I've told you this before. Uh, you loved T.J. Watt coming out of Wisconsin that one year. Uh, yeah. Your love for him, I think, I have for Zach Bond in terms of a, an outside linebacker from Wisconsin that I fall in love with. Uh, <laughs> too. Um, I can't argue with you, Z. The guy's a beast. I, I watched him uh, probably uh, four or five of his games this last year, and, and he was a hell of a player, man. He, he, he was an impact player on that team, on that defense for Wisconsin. Yeah, um, he he generated a uh, pressure on sixteen and a half percent of his rushes last year. It was tied for sixth highest in, in the nation. So uh, the guy is an extremely effective pass rusher, which is something the Lions desperately need. Even if he's yeah. even if it's just his rookie year, if he can just come in and be that guy off the edge uh, that that puts pressure on third downs, I'm all for it. The Lions need help in a hurry at that linebacker position. Uh, especially from a pass rush perspective, like Devin Kennard, oh, yeah. wouldn't be able to do, wasn't able to do on a consistent basis. Uh, I, I, I think it's worth the flyer. But the only thing is, I don't know if the Lions are willing to take him at that size. I know he can add a yeah. few pounds, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. See, personally, I would see him fitting in the Lions perfectly as a three-four inside linebacker. A lot of times, those guys are a little bigger, but also are expected to rush the passer as well. He, he, he fits more of that profile physically, and you could move him around and use him, you know, to whatever he proves capable of doing. So I think he has a little bit of versatility potentially to not be relied on being an edge guy. I mean, we just got Jamie Collins. He's going to be our edge linebacker opposite of uh, of Trey Flowers. So I, I, I think uh, I'd still be pretty psyched if we got this guy in the second round. He's a beast. Yeah. Uh, did did anybody have another uh, a second round prospect that they uh, would love to see the Lions take? Yeah, there's a couple oh. LSU guys that they yes. fell there. Uh, Calabian Chason or Patrick Queen. See, those are uh, both a couple really first round linebackers. Too. I mean, yeah, I don't think Patrick yeah. Queen will be there in the second round. I could see him being there. I know you could. 
But Clavion Chase, on, I don't expect to see in the second round. He's someone I f- we should have brought up in the first, I think. That dude is 6'4", 254, beast, super athletic, linebacker, edge, DN. Like, dude's a freak. I could. I remember watching him at LSU and thinking, I want that guy. Uh, so maybe he'll be in the second, but I, I don't expect to see him either in the second round. But if he's there, hey, there's, uh, there's, uh, hey, there's another that. guy. There's another guy. I'm sorry. I, I got Grant Delpit out of LSU. This guy is a freaking stud. It, I don't know if he's a late first rounder, maybe it's early second rounder, but if, if we could get him, I would Delpit. be all over that. Do we realistically see uh, the Lions taking a safety, possibly in early second round? Uh, why not? Isn't he the top? Is <laughs> going the first round? Isn't he rated as like the top safety in the draft? Yeah, he's definitely rated so, as top safety. That's like if we take. I one thought of those... he was the second rated safety, but I, I like Xavier McKinney out of Alabama. Uh, <laughs> we might move on. Who you read, I guess. We might move on from the first round a little too soon because actually, if we get back into that twelve range, then a guy like one of those guys comes into to consideration. I would say, uh, elite safety can always be very useful. And we don't exactly have this position opposite Tracy Walker locked down right now, so yeah. Patricia loves those safeties, man. I mean, can't have enough of those guys. But we, I mean, we traded for Harmon. We got the the backup safety from the Vikings that is a high ceiling. Apparently, I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now, so I apologize, listeners. Um, I just don't see the Lions targeting a safety necessarily in the first two rounds. I mean. You you go off your draft board and you you pick maybe the highest rated guy that you have. Well, that's why but, I think uh, it'd be like if we trade back to like like what was the one who gave us the twelfth pick, something like at that point, depending on what like because if you're expecting all the top D line and linebacker talent to be gone, then uh you know a top safety would definitely be on or the docket if he's the best at his position, best on the board. Um, can I bring? Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah, I want to bring up another edge guy that uh, very realistically could be there early in the second round, and that's A.J. Epineza out of Iowa, 6'5", 275. A lot of comparisons to Trey Flowers in terms of his type of play. Uh, And I don't know if the Lions are looking for two Trey Flowers on the field at one time or not. This guy is a power rusher. He's not going to win with any finesse moves. The guy is just a beast. Um, Also, fun fact, he has the farthest discus throw. In the state of Illinois, he has the record. Uh, he threw it in high school here. Uh, yeah. but And then, for those that don't know, Big Z's sister is trying out for the Olympic, the coming Olympics that just got delayed till next year So uh, as a discus thrower. So there's that <laughs> connection, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is soon. That's probably why it caught my eye. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And she probably is or definitely not listening to this podcast. But shout out to you anyway. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I like him. He sort he reminds me. I mean, I know you compare him to Trey Flowers. He almost reminds me of like a JJ Watt light, like a uh, similar build, a little bit bigger coming out of college, but big, high, tall, long dude. Who oh yeah, still get after the passer. And here's a guy. He was a a five star recruit out of high school. Um, had an up and down college career in terms of production, especially against the better teams. And I like to maybe give him a little bit of like a. Deshaun Hand comparison. I know you don't like this, uh, Rudd Dog. I just but, didn't uh, ever see it the way you see it, but go on. So Deshaun Hand, uh, also a five-star recruit, 
out of uh, college. Epineza definitely better stats than Hand had at Alabama. But in terms of a five-star recruit that uh, they projected to be a top 10 pick at one point in this draft, um, possibly fall in the second round. If the Lions could get him, they could maybe turn him around like they did Deshaun Hand. Now, he's got to be healthy. <laughs> um, but yeah. just in terms of that comparison, that raw talent that's been there for a long time to uh, unleash it completely, I would look – I would I would be all for it if the Lions would land him in the second round. And where he kind of diverged, didn't he have 11 and a half sacks last year? I think he kind of diverges from Hannah that he was actually productive. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I like that pick. Uh, he's a He would be a nice addition. Because then I also see him fitting a little more of a traditional five technique in a 3-4. Because, I mean, I, we'll find a way to use Chase Young how, if we get him. Like, there, there's no doubt. But, like. We have our edges kind of sewn up at the moment with, between Jamie Collins and Trey Flowers. They'll be the the sort of D-end edge and the linebacker edge. So, I mean, we need more like five techniques and uh, interior D-linemen to get pressure on the ball. But uh, uh, this guy could do that from five technique all over the line pretty much because he's that yeah. kind of hybrid D-end, tackle edge guy. I like it. Let's sort of you, Connor. Is there a second rounder that you uh, that we you'd like to uh, possibly the Lions a target that we haven't discussed yet? Um, have we talked about Blacklock? No, we have not. Uh, Ross Blacklock was the name I was looking at uh, out of TCU. Yeah, uh, six three, two hundred ninety pounds. I think Mel Kuyper actually had us taken. Someone had us taken him in, in a second round. Uh, he seems like he's got a lot of upside. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. Definitely a disruptive presence. Yeah. Um, the downside with him is that he has doesn't have he hasn't had a lot of tape necessarily in term uh, compared to other yeah, guys. He had he had an Achilles injury. I think he missed all of 2018 with that. Correct. So that's the big. Uh, but he's got a lot of pass rush potential, which I really like. Um, so I wouldn't mind us taking him in the second round. Yeah, he, he forced 24 hurries last year, playing from the defensive tackle position. Six three, two ninety. Uh, he's a junior. A junior out of TCU, uh, but a lot of a lot of people like him and definitely see him as a possible first, a late first round, high second round guy. So he definitely fall in that range uh, that the Lions are picking in. The biggest thing I see about guys like that is that uh, he'll be like a hedge against uh, Deshaun Hand having a, a potentially another unhealthy season because that's a penetrator from the inside which we missed big time when him and Mike Daniels went down last year. Yeah. We don't want them both getting hurt, though, and then us cursing this draft. <laughs> right. But uh, he's definitely been a name I've been looking at no, that I we like haven't it. mentioned in the second round. For sure. Um, there was a couple other names I wanted to throw out there as second-round targets. Um, his name, The first one is a D-end as well. His name's Curtis Weaver out of Boise State. Super productive college career. Um, did not run the 40 at the combine, so a little hard to say um, how fast he is. But super productive guy. Uh, over his career, I think he had 38 sacks in college. Uh, one of the higher rated DNs for sure. 6'2", 265. So uh, maybe on the shorter side, but definitely uh, the, his, his size is there a little bit. Not As far as a productive pass rusher, now you know he's playing in the Mountain West out of Boise State. So not the same type of talent he's going against, but really high grades, uh, consistently, pretty athletic guy. Uh, I could see the Lions targeting him. He he's he's a late first 
middle uh to middle second round talent <laughs> and to me th- that's like this just highlights how weird draft season is like pre-draft season is because you're getting you're seeing him as a late first early second round i've seen him projected from the third to fifth round <laughs> it all depends yeah. on who you read it's so yeah could uh I, could we uh possibly look at laquan davis if we maybe oh, pick yeah. up a second another yeah. second round pick I know, uh, out of Alabama, right? Yeah, big guy. Yeah, he's had a couple of down years um, in Alabama, but he's like physically a freak, and I think he has some technical things to work on. But Six, seven, three hundred eleven pounds, freaky build. Yeah, I I have him in my as as in my uh, fourth round target actually. So. <laughs> That's how these things I, I, go, I, man. I read he was going to go late second round, so I was thinking if we had another second round pick or maybe a third round pick, but I don't mm-hmm. know. I, it all depends on who you read, I guess. It definitely <laughs> does. And like what I'm reading now, like Delpit might actually come into play at this point because I've seen him projected as far as the second round. So now we're talking maybe get a top uh, highly ranked safety at that point. Yeah, and I, I like the idea of someone falling in the third round of the Lions uh, just from the standpoint that there are a lot of receivers. It's a super, super deep receiver class. A lot of top premier talent in the wide receiver position. And – if the Lions don't target one of those guys, a lot of these defenders that might have gone higher in previous years could follow them in the early third round. But uh, there's one more linebacker I wanted to mention. Uh, Troy Dye out of Oregon. This guy, uh, really athletic linebacker. It, he's more noted for his uh, coverage skills than his run-stopping skills. So... I think the Lions are looking for linebackers that can stop the run first and foremost, so I'm not sure if this is necessarily who they'd be targeting, but from the need of covering tight ends, this guy could fit the bill. Lord knows we need that. <laughs> he's 6'4", 224, so definitely on the way lighter side of a linebacker the Lions are True, looking for. True, but he's also 6'4", and you can pack weight on a frame like that in an NFL training program. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so it... it and I just want to throw his name out there because he is a guy that a lot of uh, scouts I've read and heard uh, really like, but he needs to find the right team to kind of fit his skill set. And I don't know if that's what the Lions would be looking for. They do have Maven on the roster, so they can, they do they can keep a lighter linebacker on the roster, but he has to be an elite special teams guy. Right. And we're still talking second round, right? Yeah. So, like, if we didn't get a – cornerback in the first round like Okuda or something I, I think in that round there's a kid from Ohio State too Damon Arnett that I like at that position if we're, if we're still looking for a cornerback at that point you know for sure take the next Ohio State quarterback <laughs> yeah yeah right no but this kid looks good I mean uh his 40 time wasn't spectacular but he was a solid player for Ohio State so yeah, good just being, you know, yeah so but uh, just another name I'm throwing out there. Just you know, if we're, if we're looking for a cornerback at that point, because I think at some point they will draft a cornerback in this draft to develop or whatever. For sure. Oh, I yeah. agree. We need to do that. I just don't know when it's going to be. Um, another popular yeah, cornerback name that's thrown out there in the second round: uh, Jalen Johnson out of Utah, six foot, one ninety three, four five forty. Uh, right, right in that zone there. I, I think Akuda ran four five, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, like so, four four eight. I think, I think. four four nine. Four, yeah, four, basically eight, four. semantics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kidding. Um, Bryce yeah. Hall out of Virginia, also another name uh, I've heard 
as a popular yeah. second round cornerback on various teams uh, thrown in there, but definitely another a possible target for certain. Um, do do we want to move on to third round now? Yeah, let's do that. All right, so the third round targets. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> well, I, I just have names I want to discuss in the third round. Oh, okay. All right, That's so, good. I mean, Connor, you seem ready and willing to go. Uh, throw out a name that you think the Lions could target in the third round on the defense side. Uh, I was going to throw out Jordan Elliott uh, out of Missouri. The D tackle, like right? The round, yeah, the defensive tackle. Uh, he'd be good on the passing line and uh, good on the run defense, too. Yeah, he he's a uh, one of the higher rated D interior D linemen. So yeah, I don't know if he'd be available in the third round. That, that but uh, I've heard if he is, I've grab him immediately. Stuff that he might yeah. fall to the third round. So I don't know. Some, true, but two two to four, they're projecting him. So you know he could be there. Yeah, yeah, he'd be a great pick for sure. Crazier things have happened. I'd be all. I for really that. think we need to shore up our run defense, and I think he'd be a great addition if he falls in the third round. Yeah, he only had one full season as a starter at Missouri, so and he only played the last two years. Uh, he, so he, his tape is limited, but uh, you know yeah. there's, there's always stories about why that could be one way or the other. But I do I, if he's available in the third round, I would be all for that. I, I always like these guys who My are like, who weigh three hundred pounds but look like almost like if you didn't know it, yeah. they look like linebackers. Like there's something about that you just know these guys have a, some freaky genetics going on. He's one of those guys. I, I, I'm all for that. If he's in the third hole, yeah, grab him. How about you, UJ? Do you have a third round target? Uh, well, I was thinking of Raekwon Davis, a nose tackle from Alabama. Of course, that depends on uh, us what we pick in the first round, and so, you know if we pick a defensive tackle in the first round. But if this guy's here in the third. I think he'd be super solid. Huge dude, man. Six seven, three eleven. Played for Alabama. He could he could be there in the third round as a nose tackle. So uh that's one guy that I've been thinking about. Third round guys. For sure. Um a, a name I wanted to throw out there, uh, is Kenny Willikies out of Michigan State. Uh, this guy is a premier run defender from the uh from the edge, but definitely could uh, transition to the inside linebacker as well. He's, you know, I'm going off PFF here, but uh, uh, their player comparison is Rob Ninkovich. Mm, and nice. I mean, he is really good against the run. He's not a, a, an elite pass rusher by any means, uh, but he was one of the highest rated run defenders in college football last year. Uh, not played a, 757 snaps, so never left the field. Uh, durable. But also still had nine sacks last year. I mean, that's still pretty. It may not be elite, but that suggests he's very tenacious, a gritty defender. Yeah, uh, I think he yeah. fell a little bit because he did break his leg at the end of the season. But he otherwise he he's barely missed any snaps in in the three years that he played at Michigan State. And you know the Lions, uh, I think on defense are stop the run first, worry about the pass second. Uh, type yeah. defense. At least I, I think that's what Matt Patricia's ideal defense yeah. is, and I think this guy could be a complete target for the Lions in the third round. Especially their front seven. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Rudd Dog, do you have a third round target? I do. Uh, I think this is around the time where if uh, Julian Aquara is there, I could see him being a real nice pick to grab in the third round. Uh, 
edge guy out of Notre Dame. Could be like a DN outside linebacker hybrid type guy. Uh, didn't produce too great last year without uh, all the elite talent around him when he was, you know, he kind of was supposed to rise to the star, but he, he produced real good the year before when all the elite talent was there. I think, but I think he's a, he's a better talent than his brother who we're all familiar with Romeo. And uh, I think he'd be, a was nice Romeo Quara their map justice first year? I He's been here, I yeah. Remember. He came in uh, the year before, I think. Patricia yeah. got here. Okay, I I couldn't remember if if Patricia coached him or not. That's what I was one hundred percent on. Or did he come in the he he might have come in the same year as Patricia with uh right. I think he got here before Snacks. I'm. He did. He, he did, Jack. He came in the same year. Had a decent year his first year here, and then last year he kind of fell off the map. Yeah, he had the same amount of sacks as Trey Flowers his the first year with us. The year yeah, I think he had like seven flowers. sacks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, seven, seven and a half. Might have Trey Flowers. Right. Well, his brother is a bit more of a higher-end uh, prospect than he was coming out, and I I'd, I, would not mind getting my hands on him. So. Third round, yeah, I would not mind. That is a pick. Yeah, that's sure. the range I see him starting to really become interesting. Um, I, I want to throw in another guy, and he was part of the Senior Bowl, and uh, – He's been mocked to the Lions a lot in this in this range right here in the third round, um, and Connor, I think you'll appreciate it, and Bob would too. Uh, Josh Yuki, I, I hope I'm yes. saying that right. Are you Yuke? Uh, I, I think he's saying that right. Yeah. Uche. Um, it's Uche. It could be Uche because he's a son of Nigerian immigrants. Uh, but or is it Uche? He's an edge defender from uh, Michigan, six one two forty five. So still on that lighter side. I don't know, you know, you don't know what the lines, yeah, but uh, really, really effective pass rusher and in a yeah as a fourth linebacker in that Michigan defense. That Michigan defense still legit. Uh, eight, I know eight they, sacks they kept last them year. in a lot of games that year. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, generated pressure on twenty three point three percent of his pass rushes. So the he was super effective when used in that type of role. And like I said before, God willing that the Lions need any sort of pass rush help possible, especially off the edge, this guy could provide it. What do they see him as, like a outside linebacker, three four outside linebacker? I think or more so. Like a, yeah, okay. That's yeah, fun. as unless as an edge defender here, which is like a, a yeah, it's he, usually, he's he's yeah. noted as very in his scouting report noted as a versatile guy. Can With play on the line if needed, so. but better as a three four outside Ohio linebacker. State. Yeah, so I mean that's a guy that I really like, and I think uh, a lot of other uh, mock drafters out there have pointed to him, especially because the Lions got a first look, a nice look at him at Senior Bowl, and all reports were that yeah. they really I mean, enjoyed his presence. When you get to the third round, you can start to discount outright attributes a little bit for production in college and stuff like that. Like, did he? How do you do at the combine? Um, I'm looking I'm it up sure right now. He, did, he didn't. He didn't really participate. Oh, that doesn't so. help. Yeah, he has very long. He has long arms, though, for someone that stands at six foot one, thirty-three point hey, uh, six inch too. arms, and nine and a half inch hands. So uh, th- that's pretty big hands and arms for a guy that's only six one. Nice. So the only yeah the only thing he participated was in the bench press, which he did eighteen reps. So be what well, it will. With long arms like that, I guess <laughs> it's understandable. Um. Did anybody else have other third round? Because I have uh, one or two more, I think. I have one more here that I wanted to bring up, but I'll let someone else take it over here in terms of a third I round. I have another big name that I haven't discussed. How about you, you, Jay? Yeah, 
Uh, no, not right now. Uh, go ahead, G. What do, who do you got? Um, I have uh, Bradley Anay out of Utah. This guy is a uh, edge defender, 6'3", 257. So he's also that possible outside linebacker DN type. 13 sacks last year for Utah. A lot of people thought Utah a possible, uh, um, you know, uh, best defense in the country at one point until they played in their bowl game. But uh, uh, just a really productive guy. Uh, can obviously rush the passer really well. Uh, has really good tape against two really good tackles uh, from the Big 12. Played 700. So he, th- this is the amount of snaps that he played the last three years. 744, 842, and 756. So the guy is super durable and consistent. Eight sacks his sophomore year, or uh, freshman year. 11 his sophomore year. 13 his junior year last year. So that's the guy the Lions could target in third round as well as far as an edge defender goes. Yeah, another name to just throw out there. Uh, D-end outside linebacker Terrell Lewis, Alabama. Good-sized guy, productive in a, you know, Alabama guy. We know we like our Alabama guys, so. <laughs> um, Coming off injuries, that's the big thing, though. Yeah, for sure. And as far as cornerback prospects go, Javaris Davis out of Auburn in the third round, a name thrown out there. Lamar Jackson out of Nebraska. And Michael, I hope I'm saying this right, buddy. Uh, Ojim, Ojim Mudia. Nailed it. 6'1", uh, 200 pounds. Lamar, the Lamar Jackson one's interesting, 6'2", 208. If the Lions are looking for that taller cornerback to kind of offset uh, Trufant, if you go against a guy like a Michael Thomas in the red zone, that's the guy that you match up in the red zone as the taller cornerback. Uh, so maybe they're still looking for that that piece. I think they thought they had it with uh, uh, Melvin last year. It didn't quite work out. Uh, but that that's just another name to throw out there is uh, – and uh, I'll throw out one more name here in the third round. Uh, Troy Pride Jr., also a Notre Dame guy. I don't know if you, Jay, or Rudd Dog, you have an opinion on him in uh, terms of his production. Troy Pride, he's a linebacker? No, cornerback. Oh, uh, I don't have much. I, I don't really have an opinion. He's a Notre Dame, Dame guys. Let's go, boys. I know, but he watches I know. the cornerbacks. <laughs> I mean, he's no, uh, what's his, he's not, he's no Kyle Love or whatever, but. Uh, he must have done an okay job, I guess. Yeah, he's <laughs> rejected in this third round. He's known as a really athletic, uh, he, uh, good hips, and has long speed. Uh, but as far as a lockdown man-to-man type cornerback, it's not quite certain that he'd fit the bill. So I just wanted to throw out the name. I know you guys like the Notre Dame guys, so I thought I'd throw you a bone there. But apparently not. it wasn't wasn't a good bone. It was a curveball. Um, do we have any late? So fourth to seventh round, this is kind of where it gets a little more interesting. Um, if we yeah. had any names to kind of throw out there, as far as fourth to seventh round guys, and anywhere on the defense. Uh, Marcus Bailey, can we talk? I think the have we we probably not brought him up because. No, tell us about Marcus Bailey. Uh, I've heard Marcus Bailey is like one of those sleeper picks. I heard he's probably going to fall to the fifth round. Um, he had an injury last year. He's a linebacker. Uh, really solid numbers for Purdue, though. Six foot, oh, 235 pounds. Um, he was a senior. Um, I think he, but I've heard he's had a really just a solid career for Purdue. Um, and I think his injury is what 
is projecting him down in the fifth round, but I heard before that he could have been like a, a third round pick okay. um, before that injury. So he's someone to look at in the later rounds, I think. For sure. Um, a guy that I had is Malik Harrison, linebacker out of Ohio State, 6'2", 247. Also uh, a consistent guy in terms of the amount of playing time, 865, in terms of snaps in 2018, 701 last year. I think he missed one game, but consistent tackler, uh, really good blitzer, and has good length. Uh, so that is a target that I really liked and is a really good run defender. Got a really good run defending grades. I like that. Uh, I need more run defense. Yeah, I've, I've been looking at a lot of these guys that either have elite pass rushes or elite run de- I mean, those are the two types of plays in the NFL, but um, we desperately need both things. We need both, right? So, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all uphill from here in terms of Lions defense, hopefully. hopefully. Uh, I can – every time I think of defensive players, I can't stop thinking about that Mahomes run on fourth down. Like, we need someone who's going to stop that. Yeah. Like Isaiah uh, Simmons. Yeah. Hey, no. that, that run haunts us to this day. I still think that's more on coaching know. than players, but yeah. So uh, Malik Harrison, uh, just 466, 40 yard dash, 683, three cone drill. So both really good times. 36 good. inch vertical jump. Uh, so a really good combine for this guy. But uh, that's a name that I could throw out there. I could totally see the Lions trying to scoop up early in the fourth. I like that. I like that pick a lot. Um, is there other names that we wanted to throw out there? Uh, is there any LSU guys out there still left? <laughs> yeah. Take them. There is. <laughs> e. Higgins. There, there is a Divinity. Oh, yeah, Divinity. Outside linebacker. Michael Divinity, 6'2". What, uh, what school did he go to? LSU. Oh, okay. My bad, my bad. 22 I, tackles, three sacks, and a forced fumble last year. Why are you so big on LSU as a coach, Al? Because they were awesome last year. That <laughs> team was ridiculous. That team could have beat some NFL teams. Like National well, why, are you big so on their, why are you big on their defense is more their of a offense, question. Though, yeah. was the Joe Burrow. It was both, though. It was both, man. They're like Delpit. And, uh, and, I mean, there's some guys on that defense that were dynamic, too, that were just making plays Chase all over the field. So. I, mean, I don't know. They solid. just they had the they looked fast. They looked impressed. I mean, dude, that whole image was just ridiculous. That team was so good last year. I actually did have one yeah. more linebacker from LSU on my list as a late round pick. This could be sixth or seventh round, most likely. Um, his name's Jacob Phillips, six three two twenty nine. So again, not, maybe not the size we're looking for, but really elite run defender. Just an awful coverage guy. Like one of the worst coverage grades for linebackers in the country in terms of college football, but. Uh, one of the higher ones in run defense. So, uh, you know, maybe they could work with that. Uh, four six six forty 40-yard dash again. seven three eight three yeah. cone drill, so not up to Malik Harrison. But 39-inch vertical, so the guy's got some athletic ability for certain. Uh, he could be one yeah. of those, like, situational guys, like, first, second down. Or, Sounds like, like another ones. Jared Davis. <laughs> uh, I can Jared Davis sounds better than this guy. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm sure he is. I'm just saying, really good athletic numbers, but can't quite uh, cover. No, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and then I had a couple of Michigan guys actually, Connor. Uh, Woo! Who? Who we got? So the first one that I had uh, is Kaliki Hudson. Ooh, okay. 
Uh, do you have any opinions on him? Um, no, not really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I know that name. I know he's not that big. No, Pretty yeah, he's guy, six foot two twenty four. That's yeah. a safety. No, so, no uh, more is an edge rusher type guy, a speed guy off the edge. Not... Ran a four yeah, five six oh, forty yard dash. Four five six forty yard dash. Thirty reps on the bench. Thirty three vert. Yeah, I mean, seems like a solid athlete, but special size wise, right I, I don't know. Yeah, again, yeah, this is you're, this is like sixth seventh round that we're talking about here. Unless so. he can convert to he's safety. He's a Michigan man though, so you know he's going to buy into the system because. Michigan breeds winners. <laughs> um, then there's one more do? guy that's probably going to go undrafted, <laughs> but I just wanted to throw him out there just uh, for the Michigan and the uh, Lions connection, and that's Jordan Glasgow. Graham's brother. Yeah. Graham Glasgow's brother. So it, I can totally see the I'm Lions sure we'll him as an undrafted free agent. Kind of bad timing, though, since we just let his brother walk. A <laughs> little bit, a little bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that is true. Graham Glasgow might have nice things to say about that rotation at right guard either. <laughs> well, um, if we call his brother, I'm sure he'll listen. Though. But he is also a linebacker from Michigan. I I don't fully know his effectiveness on that defense. I know he was a decent player for he them. Was he was on the team the by any means. Uh, but, he was fine. Yeah, he's fine. I got one more player out there, Z. Oh, yeah. Go for I, it. I, I, I talked with earlier uh, Casey Hill out of Stanford. Uh, and I like him because of his size. He seems like the kind of guy that would fit a, you know, a Patricia defense. Uh, 6'4", 250. Uh, 4'6", in the 40, pretty good. He basically had one good year his last year, senior year. But, uh, you know, as a late-round pick, this guy could be uh, quite impressive. So, uh I don't know. He had a good year last year. But we'll see. Like I said, a late run player, so. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Okay, yeah. Um, UJ, I know you had a couple guys that you like just based on their uh, their name. Divinity. Right? <laughs> oh, let's play the name game. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. What do we got? I don't know. I think that was uh, Bob who had a, that one guy. He picked it for his name. Uh, Divinity was the one. Can I can I tell you my my best name of the draft? Yeah. Uh, well, we we all like Javon Kinlaw, but that's, oh, that's a solid that. name. But this is an offensive lineman from LSU. UJ uh, Lloyd Cushenberry. C U S E N Berry. I'm thinking of the puns already. If we draft them. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's got that cushion. Good. I know. I know that he's an offensive lineman. Hey. We're talking about defense, but uh, just as far as names go, uh, that's that's the best one I've found. Hey, you so know far. they say cushion's good for the pushing. What do old linemen do? They push. There, there oh, you go, man. Wow, very good for us. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't know if I want him on the lines anymore. Did <laughs> <laughs> I ruin it? Did I ruin it? Oh man. Um, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Cushion. We couldn't draft you. Big Z was weirded out by a pun about your name. <laughs> um, so I think that's a good place to stop at this point. Um, but I mean, we went over a b- bunch of names there. A lot of targets. Uh, cornerbacks, linebackers, just uh, some safeties. Uh, really focusing on the D linemen and linebackers in this D-linemen. draft. Um, so it'll be. Ooh. 
it'll be interesting to see where they go. Oh, you, J- Run Dog, you want to throw in one more name? David Woodward from Utah State. Uh, big linebacker, 6'4", 247, tackling machine. Just a, you know, a good, dirty, gritty player who could uh, would fit nicely on the inside, maybe outside a little bit for our defense. Just a big body. You know, they like those big guys. Considering we drafted Tavai last year because he was the only guy in the draft who weighed over 250 pounds and played linebacker. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think that's going to wrap it up here on this pod, uh, the, our part one of the pre-NFL draft coverage. Uh, what we're going to do on our – yeah, what's that, UJ? I have to add one more thing. Okay, let's I, add one more. I just want to say, sorry, Lions fans, but – we're not going to be on Hard Knocks this year. Oh. And uh, <laughs> thank you. The humanity. Because I, so, because I would so love to see the inner workings of my team on HBO, get, get us some press, man, see what goes on there. I mean, as a, as a true fan of this team, I would love to see these guys, you know, in a show like that. Yeah, I know a lot of people don't feel that way, but man, I do, and uh, and I'm I'm pretty sad that we're not going to be on hard knocks this year. So I'm with you, UJ. It's a damn shame. And the Lions, crying shame. The Lions lost out to two teams this year, not just one. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm um, just saying I mean, congratulations to Lions fans for not getting hard knocks. This that year. is not something okay. to congratulate. Another distraction avoided. You're supposed to give your sympathies. It's sad. Yeah, the distraction. Yeah. Uh, you know, it didn't help us last year that we didn't. Distraction, what, what, distraction to the Lions fans. It's it's a joy to watch our team get to you know can't them. Tell us hard knocks is going to help us though. Wait, UJ, are you it's not about me? helping them. It's about our enjoyment. UJ, is Kelly Stafford's Instagram not good enough background coverage for you in terms of how the Lions <laughs> move off the field? <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> It's pretty like good, Kelly, but insufficient. Kelly's if you have to good. settle outside of hard box. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you ever see Kelly's boxing video? It's freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. Those are cool. Yeah, uh, especially when she's super pregnant. She's, like, yeah. beating the shit out of people. <laughs> like, yeah. um, it was really amazing. Marvin Jones also uh, does a lot of social media. Like I saw him go to a vineyard during the early part he of the does, yeah. virus and was, like, doing push-up challenges with his buddies and playing some weird card game, getting drunk. It was interesting. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> so that was a little behind the scenes if you, uh, you know, want to keep following it up. But that is definitely going to wrap up this podcast now. Okay. <laughs> oh, but wait. No, um, and the next podcast, we will do the same thing, but for the offensive side of the ball. And then right before the draft, we will give a quick – podcast with our final mock draft we did a way too early mock draft and uh, we'll see where if it's changed at all since then and then of course a lot of draft coverage uh with the lions pick in the first round and so on and so forth but we really appreciate everybody for listening um you know we, we really appreciate it we consistently get a lot of viewers even through all this craziness out there also want to give a shout out to all the medical professionals uh, people working in the the food industry, supply food chain, everything like that, doing what they can to keep uh, things running as much as they possibly can. So big shout out to them as well. Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast um, and please leave a review if you can on Apple Podcasts especially. Um, we, we really appreciate it and we really appreciate you listening. So last but not least, as always, go! go. Down the 
field. A charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain. Alliance victory. Go. Go. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money. 